Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 941. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiyasmach at take10fortorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored by the Rosinski family in memory of Edith Wegg. Ita Bashaya v'chana Sarah Foyer. So we have the many parashos that are talking about the Mishkan, and all of these parashos seem to come back to one simple thing, which is Shabbos. And Vayakal Moshe has called Aspeni Yisrael, Vayimar Alehem, Eleha Dvarim Ashatziva Hashem Lasososam. These are the things that you're commanded to go do. The assumption being, this is the Mishkan, that you now have the details and the blueprints with which to build. But it first says, For six days you should be doing work. It should be sanctified, a day of Shabbos, an extreme Shabbos Shabboson, a day of uh, complete rest. Anybody who does Malacha, does work, does labor on these days, you must, shall be put to death. This idea, which is uh, the Mishkan and association with Shabbos, of course, we've learned before, already that the definition of what is malacha for Shabbos comes from what is malacha, what's considered the work, the labor that is required for the Beis HaMikdash, for the Mishkan, that we have already established. We've already established as well that the sanctity over time is more significant than the sanctity over space, and that's why Shabbos outweighs the construction of the Mishkan itself. But here, the timing of this following Parshas Kisisa when the Egel Hazav and the Sin of the Golden Calf just occurred is also a little bit curious. Why is this repeated again if we've already learnt the focus of Shabbos over the Mishkan? And so, some answer, the Arachayim, for example, is that to rebuild the relationship that was uh, very, very much uh, t- taken away or very much um, impacted by the Sin of the Egel Hazav, we required a holistic mitzvah, like Shabbos, something which represents all of the mitzvah, something which is really deep and fundamental like Shabbos. It repairs the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Jewish people. Now it's interesting, when we talk about the relationship of Shabbos, there's a lot of imagery on Shabbos that relates to relationship, almost assuming that there's some sort of like Shabbos romance that's going on. And there are many examples that you could find. One of the books that's read over the course of Shabbos, some read it on Friday night, some have the custom to read it on Shabbos afternoon, is Shir Hashirim. Shir Hashirim is a very intimate description of a relationship, and the metaphoric understanding of that relationship is it's the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Jewish people. And the relationship idea, this idea that it's not just uh, we do what we get, uh, but more so that we give, we provide, we nurture a relationship, it, it's, a, it's a deeper sensation than just, you know, we check a box. We don't just check a box, but we do it because we love it or we want to develop a, a connection to the being that we are connecting with. And so this idea of relationship and Shabbos doesn't just come up on um, in Shir Hashem, and the fact that we read this book, but elsewhere as well, if you read the the paragraph of Yidid Nefesh, Yidid Nefesh, my my beloved of my soul, there's language in there which is like almost shocking. It, it talks about Nafshi Cholas Avasecha, I am lovesick for you, and that language it's so interesting. I think it's that Yaakov Emden talks about his father, the Chacham Tzvi, that he would always sing that song of Yidid Nefesh, and the language in it is a, a very passionate. Uh, song and he says that mm-hmm. 
they don't feel lovesick, and so they don't want to say these words. They don't want to sing the song. It's like it's like too much. It's too intense. It's too much of a romantic description to just say the words and not really feel them. He says, They don't want to be like you know they're they're, they're saying false things that aren't true. And he says, Don't be so righteous. So Rabbi Yaakov Emden says, Don't not say it because you're not feeling this love sickness. But my point is that the Shira Shiram, this metaphor which is applied to Shabbos, this song of Yudid Nefesh, this beloved connection which we're describing in the song, I am lovesick for you. This idea and its appropriateness to Shabbos, like where does this come from? That Shabbos is to be seen as this day of relationship. I'm busy all week. I don't really have the appropriate amount of time to focus on my relationship, but here I am. Come Shabbos, now I get to invest again in what is truly important to me. So maybe the origin of this uh, we find in the Gemara Bavakama. The Gemara Bavakama is actually talking about something very pedestrian, uh, bum, literally. The Mishnah is talking about two people who are walking in Rishos Harabim. They're walking in the public domain. One is running, and one is just going normally. Or they're both running. And so the Gemara complain, explains exactly what this is all about. They're running, they bump into each other, who's responsible, who's not responsible. And it pretty much says that on Shabbos, right before Shabbos, you know, running, you should expect people are running and the person's exempt from damage, which is done, which I don't know if you live like me, always Arab Shabbos is the time that everybody is running around. Okay, in the context of after we're prepared for Shabbos. So now, we are running around, and it talks about that, again, pedestrian law. It says as follows. Let's go, and he would say when it was twilight, it was getting dark. Let's go and greet the bride, the Shabbos Malchasa, the Shabbos queen. The bride, the queen. So it's the bride, it's the queen. One of the two different languages that are expressed for what was uh, going on. Rabbi Yanai Nisatev, Rabbi Yanai would wrap himself in his talis, the Amra, and he would say, Boikala, Boikala. Right? So he would come and say, Come bride, come bride. So this reference to Shabbos as a bride, as a queen, comes and it's like sort of longing that you go outside because you're you're pining for this being to come and to arrive. This is sourced in this Gemara. There's a Medrash as well, which talks about the coupling of the Jewish people and Shabbos. So why is there a bracha in Shabbos? So it says, Rabdustai Omrim She'ein Lo Ben Zug. The reason that God blessed Shabbos, is because it has no partner. Chad b'Shabbat, Sunday that has tray, that has Monday. Tlasa Tuesday, Arbasa has Wednesday. Chamisha Urvasa the fifth day, Thursday has Friday. But Shabbat less lay benzog. Shabbos has no partner. The reason Rav Nachman understands that it was blessed is because it can't be postponed. It's always stuck in place every seventh day of Shabbos. As opposed to Yomim Tovim, Yom Kippurim, all of those other holidays, they are all dependent on the calendar and the cycle of the calendar, which is dependent on Bezdin. Bezdin decides when they're going to be. Shabbos is fixed. Shabbos is stationary. Shabbos enu nidche. It can't be pushed. And therefore, it gets this bracha because it can't be pushed away. It's just a fixture in 
existence, a fixture in the calendar, a fixture in the weekly schedule, and that is the um, that is the, the, the nature of Shabbos. But more so, the Medrash continues. It says, Shabbos complains, so to speak, to God and says, Everybody has a partner. I have no partner. I'm fixed in place. God says, The Jewish people are going to be your partner. And when the Jews stood before Sinai, Remember the Shabbos. Shabbos is significant. It's an important part of your life as a relationship would be. We are partnered with the Shabbos. And so this Medrash, again, alludes to this idea that there's a Kala, there's a Chuppah, there's a combining, a, a, a connection which occurs on the Shabbos between the Jewish people and this day. The Marsha explains, and I'll, I'll read the Marsha just in English for simplicity. He says that Shabbos, being that it had no match, was given the Jewish people as its match. And so God says to Shabbos, the Jewish people will be yours it was as if Shabbos itself was married to the Jewish people. Friday towards evening resembles the moment that a bride steps under the chuppah. It was through the Kedushan that takes place under the chuppah that she became a bride. So too, Shabbos, by way of the bracha of the sanctification of the day, comes the bride of the Jewish people. Shabbos was called the queen because she was the bride of the king. That is why Reb Chanina said on Friday afternoon before Shabbos, let's go welcome the Shabbos queen because of the idea that a groom walked towards a bride. And we have this at modern weddings as well. And this comes from a Pasuk, Hashem Misinai Ba, at the end of Devarim. Right? This is uh, me talking, not the Masha talking. But this idea that the groom goes to greet the bride. This was interpreted to mean that God went out like a groom to his bride, as Rashi explains in Vizos Abracha. Rav Yanai, though, had a different way of portraying Friday afternoon. He didn't say, let's go towards her. He said, let's stay. He would stay in his home. And as Shabbos would enter, he'd say, Boi Kala, Boi Kala, the bride was coming to him. And so this is the other half of the wedding. And again, whether or not, whether or not it's exactly the wedding, the kala going out, the bride going in, however it is that you understand who's going to meet who, this is about relationship. It's about shir shirim. It's about nafshi cholas ahavasecha. There seems to be something about Shabbos where there's the restoration of relationship. All week long we're very busy and we can't think about the opportunity for relationship and thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu and anything else. But Shabbos offers us that time to refocus, to take that uh, break, maybe to create a date day so that we could focus to get our relationships right.